Hey, what's up? It's your boy Anthony Cash Clark, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily. Good people of the world, what is up? I hope that all is well, all is well on this side. Today, we are back to back like Drizzy Drake. Back to back with another episode for you. This one is featuring pastry chef Nadia, founder of Sweet Delight Cheesecakes. Nadia came on the podcast, man. She came through the office. We sat down, had a very insightful conversation. Uh, Nadia is going to be on the panel September 21st, Saturday at Circle House Coffee, talking about everything that we talked about on the podcast, but in a deeper meaning. We're going to be answering questions, giving out information. Um, Man, we sat down. We talked about Nadia's journey how she founded this company, what it takes to run this company, you know, where did this inspiration come from? How did she start baking cheesecakes? Nadia's story is one to be paid attention to. She is one of those stories that you hear about, man, just strong black woman out here doing what she has to do to secure her future for her family and the ones that she loves. Nadia is out here doing it. She is the true definition of an entrepreneur, like she says in the podcast, back against the wall. So, um, you want to come out here on Saturday, not here, but come out to the event on Saturday, Thoughts Over Coffee Live, Trapping Out the Kitchen. Click the link in the description. Get your RCP right now. It is F R E free. And I mean free. Who else is giving you information like this for free? Tell me. And if they are giving it to you for free, what are they offering on the back end? Something for purchase, of course. You want more information? Pay $2,000. Pay $5,000 for a 30-minute consultation. I know the game. I don't play those games. We're giving out free information around here, for now at least. So click the link. Get your free RCP. Show up on Saturday. Looking forward to seeing you. Looking forward to meeting you. And look forward to meeting a lot of other people because we'll be in the building. So, um, yeah, if there's nothing else, without further ado, here it is. Pastry Chef Nadia. Founder of Sweet Delight Cheesecakes. Let's go. All right, so we're here. Nadia's here. Hello, everyone. AKA Pastry Chef Nadia. <laughs> Listen, that photo that you sent me, I was like, whoever took this photo killed it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank great you. photo. Um, yeah, they take uh, a lot of my photos. Okay. Um, in the beginning, they did. And then after a while, the expense kind of got. <laughs> so I started flipping my iPhone and I started taking there my pictures go. on my own. Right. So, yeah, a lot of my pictures are me. Yeah, do what you got to do. <laughs> no, but great, uh, great photo. Um, if you didn't know, Nadia will be on the panel for Thoughts of a Coffee live, uh, trapping out the kitchen. And uh, she's here because I tasted her cheesecakes and they were amazing. Thank you. So I said, you know, get this girl on the podcast right away. Um how did I find you, Nadia? I don't know. Someone posted something. Just how social media works. Somebody mm-hmm. posted it. And I said, who is this? And I seen Peach Cobbler Cheesecake. <laughs> I said, I don't care what I got to do. I have to try the cheesecake. And I tried to find your uh, your commercial kitchen. And I think when I went, maybe you were closed that yeah. day. Yes, yeah, it I was. Remember, yeah. And I was, when I said I was circling around in the parking lot. <laughs> My fiance was looking at me like, can we just go? And I was like, no, I got to get the peach cobbler cheesecake. Did I have the peach cobbler Probably cheesecake not. available? Oh, yeah, because I, I do featured flavors every month. Uh, and so that, when I first did the peach cobbler, was probably back in 
March or April, but I just did it just to do it because there was a peach cobbler cheesecake circling on social media. Uh, okay. So someone asked me to do it. So I said, you know what, let me just go ahead and make it this month's featured flavor. But it is coming back next month. Okay. So I bring all the featured flavors back for one day on National Cheesecake Day. Mm. So um, that's how that happened. What day is that? Um, that's July 31st. That July passed. 31st. Okay. So like yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all flavors that I feature every month, like um, this month is pumpkin spice. Yeah. You know, last month was um, the cinnamon and toast crunch dulce de leche. Oh, God. Month before that was a raspberry pina colada. That was real good. Wow. Month before that was mango rum. Wow, wow, So, wow. um, it's kind of like I play a game, you guess, and if you win it, then you get the free cheesecake for that month. Um, and then, yeah, so that's, that's my little twist to things. It's like I have 10 permanent flavors, and then every month I feature a new flavor. Okay. A strawberry shortcake, um, phenomenal. Perfect. Definitely my favorite ice cream growing up. So when I saw and that you, you had that, you have loved the cheesecake cookie sandwich. Yeah, I know. I got the I got the actual jar. Okay. Um, by tasting, I was like, "Yo, this is tastes like my childhood." So uh, <laughs> phenomenal. But before we uh, move on, why cheesecakes? Um. So I think my story is just like every entrepreneur's story when uh, you end up not having a job. <laughs> <laughs> And like you just not you're not doing anything. And so um actually I had a roommate who made a strawberry cheesecake and I used to always beg her, like, yo, and I never really cared for cheesecake until she made it. Uh-huh. And I was like, make me a cheesecake. And I felt so bad I would always ask her. So I'm like, okay, just show me how to make it. So she showed me and so from there I would make it and every time there was a potluck at work, I would bring a cheesecake or whatever. And everyone would just rave how good the cheesecake was. But the recipe was so simple. It's like an online recipe. And so um, I was like, I want to see if I can make different flavors. So I made a red velvet one. I made a um, cookies and cream one. And then I made a banana pudding one. Mm. So um, each flavor, though, had kind of like its own story. Because it was like there was a strawberry. And uh, that one was like the regular one. Right. And then one day I seen a Oreo crust and I was like, well, let me try the Oreo. Cause at so that wait, time, did you have experience in the kitchen before you started making these no, cheesecakes? No, I used to be home cause I was bored and I wasn't working at the time. So I would just be home. Just like, I tried baking cakes and kudos to anybody who baked cakes <laughs> because that is like the hardest thing ever. Yeah. And I tried to bake cakes. I was like, no, but it was just something fun to do. So when I made the chocolate, um, the Oreo cheesecake, and at that time it was just like in a little pan mm-hmm. with the crust already there. So all I was doing was putting the cheesecake in there. And so a friend of mine was like, um, which is my business partner, he was like, you know, um, you should like sell these. And I'm like, okay, so how am I going to sell it? So am I going to sell it by the slice? Like, what am I going to do? And so we brainstormed. And then another friend was like, you should put them in a jar because Everybody was putting stuff in jars. That's that's when the whole thing, cakes in a jar started happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Drinks in a jar started happening. Everybody started using <laughs> mason jar. jars. So she's like, you know, you should put them in a jar. So I'm like, all right. So I only had those two flavors, and then I tapped into red velvet. Banana pudding. Now, I started back working, and I was working for um, the DMV the, um, in Tallahassee. I was working for their... Um, their office, their headquarter office or whatever. All right. So are the people in the office as mean as the DMV people? Well, I worked in a, a in different section. Okay. But you know what? I think that's probably down south. Because yeah. for the most part, when I was in Tallahassee, the DMVs were never busy. Mm. It was just like you walk in, you get what you need done. And me, I kind of was like my position. 
I wasn't a clerk. I kind of um, overseed all the offices across the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. So it's like if they had any issues with programming, whatever, they kind of called me. I was field support, okay. and I would just go ahead and assist them, right. you know, let them know what's wrong. So, um, and I had a little family there because it was like 12 of us mm, that right. handled the state of Florida. And so um, all the women were older. I was the youngest and I was like the baby. And so they really cook real Southern food, mm-hmm. like Southern food. And so Miss B made me a banana pudding and I fell in love with it. And I would always be like, Miss B, make me a banana pudding. There's and- always a Miss B. <laughs> There's always. <laughs> I, um, she kept making me the banana pudding. And then I said, well, let me just make a banana pudding cheesecake. And so I had those four flavors in those jars and it took off in Tallahassee. I was making money. I was, I was, <laughs> I was like, I was outside the house. Like my partner, he would like, I would make them. He would, you know, put them up online and he would deliver them. We was like, he was on Uber Eats before there was an Uber uh-huh. Eats. <laughs> like he was out there delivering them. So um, it was on and off. It was nothing that I took serious. It was just something that I did. I always held to me. Um, every time homecoming came around, fam homecoming, I set up. I'd have my cooler. I'd be pulling my cooler wow. <laughs> around campus. Um, you know, selling my cheesecakes. Right. So um, that's how I got into the cheesecakes. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's run it all the way back. Where are you from? I'm from Miami. I'm from North Miami. Okay. North Miami. Born and raised. NMB? Uh, or just North Miami? North Miami. Okay. Strictly North Miami. All right. So, born and raised, um, and then you go to college up in Tallahassee. Yeah. What, what school? I started off at um, TCC. Okay. And I did school there for a bit. After I got my AA, I kind of didn't go back to school because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay. <laughs> So, I was about to say, everyone who goes to TCC, I've never heard of anyone say, I finished TCC. Or, oh, I, I've never heard of my life. I finished it, and I just kind of like, um, you know, I was like, I'm not going back until I know what I want to do. So I thought I was going to go to Florida State. Uh-huh. And then I ended up moving to um, Georgia because I had been in Tallahassee for like 10 years. Uh-huh. I got real complacent. So I moved to Georgia, and I wanted to attend SCAD. Mm-hmm. For, wait, wait, what's SCAD? It's a fashion school. Okay. I love fashion, and that's my first part. And so um, I wanted to attend SCAD to um, go to fashion school. And so my son normally goes home for the summers with his grandparents. So I took him home, and um, one of his grandparents ended up having, like, a a minor issue. So I ended up being in Miami and never leaving. Mm. So I've been here for about three years now. My things are still in Atlanta. Really? (laughs) Wow. They're still in Atlanta, and uh, so I was here for, I, I think the first year, I was I started to go to um, Miami Art Institute, mm-hmm. but then I didn't, I didn't, I felt so out of place. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, I was like the only black person, like, no one spoke mm-hmm. to me, like, everyone was very selfish. So, wait, so what was the goal? The goal was fashion design. Okay. That's what, that was the goal. And You, I are, you still, are very fashionable. <laughs> Thank you. And I would still do um, the cheesecakes on the side. I would mm-hmm. go up to homecoming, sell the cheesecakes. I would sell them at my house whenever I got a chance. I put a post and be like, I got uh-huh. cheesecakes <laughs> this weekend. So I always stuck to the jars, always stuck to the cheesecakes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, I was working for um, my father. And then so at the Art Institute, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel right. 
So I ended up leaving and enrolling at FIU. Okay. So I said, um, and it was the passing of my close friend, Precious, that really, like, you know, we were close friends, and she just up and passed away wow, rest to in ovarian peace. cancer. Yeah, so I flew to Georgia, went to her funeral, and when I came back, I was just like, something has to give. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm kind of tired of making everyone else's dreams come true mm. and tired of working for did, people. And not to get too deep into it, but did your friend passing away put your life into perspective? Like It did. Okay. It did. It, it to me, like, you know, she was my biggest cheerleader when it came to anything that I had going on. She just felt like I was so perfect. Mm. And I always felt like she's always those like, friends. Yeah. Those friends, even, man. even like now, you know, you go on her Instagram and you know, it's still there. And you know, the way she spoke so highly of me, mm-hmm. it was just like, I didn't see, I couldn't see within myself what she see. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, when she passed away, like that hit very, very hard. And so I was just like, if I don't do it for anyone, I'm definitely going to do it for her. And I also wanted to, um, so at the same time, I didn't rush anything. I wanted everything to um, come together. My colors. I wanted um, my slogan for the company to come in together. I wanted um, to create a nonprofit in her name. I wanted that to come together. So I told myself I wasn't going to rush it. So I was like, I'm going to go to school, get back in school, and I'm going to get my financial aid check and use that to invest in my business. Mm. So I went back so to school. Do, did you like? Do you have other entrepreneurs in your family? Um, my father is an entrepreneur. Okay. He's a photographer. He's contracted with a lot of schools between Miami-Dade County and Broward County. Okay. So um, my mother has always been a hustler. So so did did them being who they are? Did they did that give you like the drive to start your own business? Um, seeing the way my father operated his company made me say to myself, I'm going to do the total opposite. <laughs> Wait, was it chaos, chaotic? It was just like, um, I can say, if I can wrap the whole experience into one sentence, it would be take care of your employees. Your employees will take care of your customers and your customers will take care of you. Mm-hmm. And mm. that's, I felt like, was something that wasn't implemented in his company. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, that that I had to implement that within my company once it gets to that level. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like sat back and because when I went, when I first started working there, I'm the, you know, the boss's daughter. So it's expected. So I'm like, okay, this and the third. And then I took a seat back and I was like, nah, let me see how this flows, how this operates and, you know, take it from there. So um, I just wanted, I felt like, you know, if I couldn't necessarily work for him, then I couldn't work for anybody. Like, mm. I felt like if I couldn't help his dreams come true, then there's no reason why I should help everybody else's dreams come true mm-hmm. when I have my own dreams right. that I know can take off. So that's what I did. I went back to school, used my financial aid checks to support me, graduated as an English major. And, um, you know, it's the English major that really helped me, honestly. With cheesecakes? With- <laughs> yeah. With really? my company, with branding, okay. with colors. Okay, okay. Like, um, with everything, with verbiage, everything. So I, um, like, even with, like, you know, the company, we always had the name Sweet Delight Cheesecakes, but I mm. always wanted a slogan. Like, you know, like McDonald's, we love to see you smile, Burger King, have it your way. So I was like, but I wanted a slogan where I, like, included my friend. 
and her name is Precious. Mm-hmm. So that's why I came up with a precious treat in everybody. Mm. So that's um that was that. So I was like, you know, and it was surreal whenever I got stuff printed. And well, I, I bet, seen her I bet, name I bet. on it. And it was just like, I'd break down every time, but it was happening. And then so the nonprofit, I was, you know, sitting one day and I was just like, precious woman of tomorrow. And I was like, oh my God, I have that name. I was like, there's <laughs> no way, like, I just thought of this. And I'm Googling, I'm like, no one has precious women of tomorrow. So, you know, I ran and, you know, went on uh, Sundays Some biz, and yep. uh-huh. wrapped that up right quick. And so that's the nonprofit is um, Precious Women of Tomorrow, um, cherishing our um, women of today so, so we can have a better tomorrow. And it's just about, you know, bringing knowledge. And I was able to do that at FIU. I had a class that I was taking. And so we all had our precious um Precious Woman of Tomorrow t-shirts, and we were able to, like, bring awareness on campus. We had infographs. We handed it out. Mm-hmm. So, and we gave out free cheesecakes. So, it was pretty cool. It served its purpose. I don't really focus that much on the nonprofit because I'm still trying to get... You're trying to build your business. Yeah, your the business. Cheesecake business. But, you know, my hope is to... My dream is to really get this organization into every school and really teach our young girls and our women about our bodies because this HPV that turns into ovarian cancer that kills you within seconds is just wow. like you would never think anything of it, especially when there's no cure for HPV. Right. It just came out of nowhere and it's just like you won't know you have it because there's no symptoms unless you go to the doctor and the doctor mm-hmm. tells you that you have it, but there's no cure for it and they have to keep an eye on it and you know, if it's kind of like a luck thing, like if you're lucky enough, like you know, it, it may just disappear on its own, but it, it can come back. And some people are unfortunate and it turns into cancerous cells, and then that's it, right? So uh-huh. it's just like you know, they offer the shot at 11, 12 years old now. Wow. So to me, when I was asked for my son to get it, I felt like it was too young for him. I was like, no, mm-hmm. like I can't. Mm-mm. So, um, I'll probably do it maybe when he gets to high school for. You know, people move. People move quick down here, in Miami. <laughs> That's very true. They move quick, like uh, far up north in the country. That's yeah, slow. Yeah, yeah, slow life. But yeah, down, down south in Miami, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm I'm going to like speak to him about it, of course, before he gets of the course. shot. But I think it's very important that you know a lot of parents do look into that and do make sure that their children, especially for women, because it doesn't do anything to the men, mm-hmm. but for women it turns into cancer. Right. So um, and I had my best friend who told me she was like, yeah, I had got the shot in college, and I was like, but well, I didn't know anything about it. I, mm. Nobody didn't say anything to me. Like, wow. I was like, I just heard of it, right? Probably like a couple of years ago, and then she ends up. Uh, my other close friend ends up passing away from it. Mm. So that's my goal. You know, as soon as I build this business and this business really takes off, then I can take a certain percentage and pour it into pour it the back nonprofit. Into, right, right. Okay, so how many years has it been since you've been in the cheesecake game? Uh, cheesecake game, I started this in 2014. Mm-hmm. So how many years is that? I'm like bad five at, years. I'm bad at math. Five. five years. Yeah, five yeah, years. Let's say five years. Okay, so, so five years. So you start out the kitchen, trapping mm-hmm. out the kitchen, mm-hmm. right? And then you're selling it in college. Um, so after you graduate college, um, 
you were where after you graduated? After I graduated FIU? Yeah. So you were here? Yeah, I was here. Okay. And so you still selling cheesecakes at that point? Yeah. So I was selling cheesecakes all throughout high, I said high school, Ooh. all throughout college, but I would do it only on the weekends because, you know, studies, right. Right. I had to put that first. Okay. And so um, when I graduated in December, this past December, and so I was like, okay, it's go time. Mm-hmm. Like I have to do this full time. I'm not going to get a job because I felt like. I had to put my back against the wall to mm-hmm. make it happen. And if I had a job, then that would kind of, for me, I'm only speaking for me. Some people can do it, but I would feel like it would be a distraction. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would be committed more to this, you know, working hours as opposed to my company. 100%. And that's just me. Some people can get off work and get into their company and make it happen. I can't. Mm-hmm. I have to put my back against the wall. So that's what I did. So there was no more refund checks. Mm, it was just right. cheesecakes. Uh-huh. So it was just like, I got to make this happen. Paying bills with cheesecakes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I got to make this happen. I have a real good support system on Facebook. My God. Uh, Kudos to my so Facebook friends. I, so how did you build that? Is that family and friends? Family and friends uh-huh. and people who just believe in you. Because um, last year for my birthday, there was this mixer that I wanted. Um, it was a big mixer. It was 400 bucks. And so I can make more, I can mix more cheesecake. And so I said, um, and I never do stuff like this, but I was like, I have like a thousand something friends. I was like, if y'all give me a 400 of my friends, give me a dollar. I can buy this <laughs> mixer. And my cash app rang from the day of my birthday. I think my birthday was like on a Friday. It was Monday. My cash app was still ringing. Wow. I totaled out like 800 something dollars. Double. Right, yeah. right. So I like, and the messages that came with the cash app, it wasn't even about the birthday. It was mm-hmm. happy birthday, but it was more so I'm uh, rooting for you. About the business. Yeah. You know, you, this is the thing about uh, entrepreneurship that a lot of people, this, you know, of course you have your good and bad side, your mm-hmm. pros and cons. But a pro is that so many people don't get to live their dreams and don't never get the chance to chase them. Mm-hmm. So when they see somebody else chasing it, if they're a good person, they will root for you with yeah. their whole entire being. And those are the people that you really want as yeah. grassroots, you know, followers slash consumers slash just supporters. Because without them, we don't exist. Yeah, like, yeah. I have friends, shout out to my friends, Will, shout out to Danny, shout out to all of you that support me like undyingly. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I post something, I feel like they repost it before my post even like got posted. Yeah. Like You know what I mean? And it's crazy because people think like, the posts, the sharing the posts don't do anything. No, it doesn't. Because you may share a post and it may get like one like, no comments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you'd be surprised the people that come knocking on my door to buy a cheesecake because so and so reposted it and like because there are more people who watch than people who engage. One hundred percent. So it's just like you have to keep in mind that. Trust me, if it, the post got one like, you got to keep in mind 400 people seen it. Right. 100%. They just chose not to react and to you, it. And you don't know who screenshot it? Yeah. Nothing. So right. it's just like you as an entrepreneur, you really have to, like, you can't focus on little stuff like mm-hmm. that because that's small stuff. Right. You really can't focus on little stuff like that. So for me, they would keep me going, Um, them sharing my posts, them talking about it, them like, you know, that's like, you know, social media. and um. And I I try to distance, I did distance myself from social media to try to see um, how can I get people who don't have social media. And that was something that I was grateful to when I worked 
at my father, that was another thing I picked up because he was so old school. And so he marketed the old way, knocking on your door, mm-hmm. putting flyers on your car. Guerrilla marketing. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was just like, you know. So what'd you do? With me, um, there's a every door direct mailing. Right. Postcards. So, and which is a pretty cool system that um, you. USPS. Yeah, they yeah. have. Uh-huh. And basically, you pick the neighborhood, you pick the zip code, right. you pick who you want to target. It'll tell you how much they make, what age, and you send those postcards out. Does it depending on the neighborhood? Um, that's how much it costs. Like one yeah. neighborhood is probably like if it's eight hundred residents and they make about sixty thousand, you're not doing nothing but paying one hundred and fifty eight dollars. Right, right, right. So I've done that for a couple clients. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty good networking, attending mm-hmm. a lot of events. So what, what, what's the tip that you would give someone? How do you find networking events? Um, For me, a lot of people tag me in networking events or now I'm to the point where, because like I said before, I used to go on Eventbrite mm-hmm. and I would just research Eventbrite and see what's going on and attend. But um, if I'm not doing that, then it's mainly um, people who tag me into posts. But now I'm to the point to where Thank God. I don't even have to go look for them. They come to me. Mm-hmm. So people will write me and tell me like, hey, I have an event. Could you come out? Could you set up? Or could you just simply just come out? Right. So me, I grab, like I've done enough events to kind of feel if it's worth it. If right. it's not. Like, so it's like I can kind of grasp like, you know, okay. I can kind of weed out the good ones from the bad ones. Right. So it's guaranteed like every other day i check my emails faithfully mm-hmm. emails are life right. <laughs> i was like, i would have ever thought that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i never understood because i used to always have a friend that say like i check my emails before i check my text messages but yeah i'm at that point where it's just like i'll be on my email like excited like let's see what email i got today <laughs> and there you go start yeah. over coffee i'm like <laughs> right right i was like oh okay so yeah, yeah so i get a lot of people that email me that dm me through direct messages and I try my best to get to everybody because I am one person. And I think that um, as an entrepreneur, that's the hardest thing ever is people, they look at my brand and they cannot believe it's one person. Mm-hmm. They cannot believe I'm the photographer. They can't believe I update the website. They can't believe I send out the blast emails. I create the content. I also bake. Like, I, I do everything. I do the setups. Like mm-hmm. That's what it takes. Yeah, I do everything. And people, you know... They find that hard to believe. So sometimes I'm in a meeting and people are calling for orders and I can't pick up. And then I become the black businesses don't answer their mm-hmm. phone. But it's mm-hmm. just like, no, I'm in a meeting that I'm trying to set up to where I can have a whole customer service rep right. to answer every phone call. Right, right. So it's just like, you know, being patient It's just like being patient. But I always. So how do you my- deal with that? Because you mentioned that. Has that ever been a complaint of yours? Like, um, have you ever heard that narrative? be spat about you and your business? I go above and beyond for um customers and I can say one time there was just this one time where this girl just felt like I never got a I have nothing ever I have yet to get a bad review. Every everybody has always had nice things to say. If I mess up, trust me, I'm gonna go above and beyond to try to make it right because I'm not perfect. There was one young lady who just was not satisfied, and I just kept going out my way. And it was then I had to tell myself, like, you are not going to be able to please everybody. 100%. Somebody's going to complain. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Move on. Don't focus. Like, you know, take it for what it is. See how you can better yourself 
the next time or how can you avoid the situation? But I think with negative reviews, that's not something that you can avoid. But it is hard being a black business owner because people already come with the preconceived notion that they're going to get bad yes. customer service. Yes. They're going to like, you know, I can tell by the way they speak to me. Like, I really need it for this date. Are you sure you're going to have it done right, this day? Right. And I don't get mad. I don't get agitated because um, I've had my run-ins with black businesses too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like you want to give the benefit of the doubt. And so you keep finding different black businesses and you keep hitting this dead end, dead mm-hmm. end. But it's just like, so I get it. So I don't let it get to me. I just make sure I deliver. And, you know, those who really see it, then they leave reviews on um, Facebook and Facebook reviews work. Because I, you know, I've had people like, you know, through um, shows reach mm-hmm. out to me and I didn't participate because like there was stuff I was like, no, I'm not <laughs> like, <laughs> I just do cheesecake. Like, I can't. I'm pretty sure I can do it if I put my mind into it. But mm-hmm. I was like, nah. Yeah. Uh, no, no shows. Not right now. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so where were we in the story? So you you move. I mean, you got out of FIU. You're selling cheesecakes. Um, so now you said back against the wall. I got to go. It's all or nothing. Yeah. So you push. What's your first step? Um, my first step was finding events to attend to sell, and um, I did that for a bit. Then I started with the um shipping. Because mm-hmm. I had a lot of customers out of state. How does that work? How do you ship a cheesecake? Ooh, that was Dry hard ice? work. Yeah, it was hard work. Trial and error. And when I say when people believe in you, mm-hmm. they will, like, I found this company in Doral, Spanish people. They couldn't speak a lick of English. Mm-hmm. I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> but when I tell you we El, made it work. I'm cheesecake I'm telling, I'm like, look, I need to ship these cheesecakes. I need to make sure... It was trial and error. We would ship them out, fail, ship them out, fail, ship them out, fail. What fails? Like, um, cheesecake would come and it'd be ruined because mm, the boxes would be thrown. It'd be oh broken. Um, the cheesecake cookie sandwich would be melted. So we would really have to go back to the drawing board. And we were finally able to figure out how to ship the cheesecake sandwiches, the cheesecake um, jars. We were so happy with you know, no speaking, no English. Like, you know, we, we made it happen. So that was the, the second step. So uh, aside from me doing events and selling, the second step was shipping. And which that, like, you know, it was always a hit or miss. But I'm so grateful for the people because they always gave me another chance. Uh-huh. So I was I always had to, like, resend them over and over. Like, okay, how about this time? Wow. Okay, the plastic burst, you know, well, what about this time? Okay, well, the package was open, and I know you, so it's no complaints. So it's like, okay, well, what about this time? Okay, this time it came out perfect. So it was a lot of trial and error, but we were able to get it, like, down, and we were very excited about it. So shipping was, um, that was the next step with shipping. The next step became, how do we get this brand into stores, but most importantly, how do I become licensed? Because mm. I cannot be baking out of my house. Right, right. <laughs> Can't try about the kitchen forever. Right, because it's just yeah. like I know that there's a cottage law, but I really don't know how the cottage law really works. Um, I attended different seminars where I would listen to people speak who had um, successful bakeries. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised. Like, bakeries make money. 
Mm. I think people think that, you know, you have to be famous to make money or no, if you popular. Have a, you have a, I would imagine if you have a great product, yeah. you can, can kind of control the pricing of that product like depending we, on the quality. I sat in a, a, a panel yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, a mentorship. And um, the lady, the owner of Half Moon Empanadas, she came to speak with us. And, you know, she was giving us, like, information and stuff. $15 million off of empanadas. Wow different flavors so it's just like you know that gives me the drive so um gratefully i got a call one day for an interview and um set up the interview couldn't make the interview because i had a fever so i emailed them like we have to reschedule the interview i don't know what it was for but um i knew it was about my cheesecakes but i didn't know i had been attending so many stuff Mm -hmm. so then um we reschedule it. So I get up, get ready, get dressed or whatever, have my sample box, get to my car. And I see some like plugs on the floor. And I'm like, what kind of plugs? Like they were like silver. I'm calling them the wrong thing. Cause I'm not good with cars. I'm so sure somebody stole my tire. <laughs> so your lug nuts. There it goes. <laughs> there it goes. Wait, somebody stole your tires. Yo. One tire. One tire. So. I'm boohoo in tears because I'm just like, yo, yeah, I'm like, who does this? Like, so I'm in tears. I'm crying because I'm like, I have this interview. This is the second time I scheduled. Like, I don't know if this is going to be life changing for me. I'm frustrated. So I call the police, do a police report. So I to get a tire, it's like a thousand bucks. Cause it's a Nissan mm. Maxima, and uh-huh. I, I was like, you know, next time I do my research on, on cars before I decide Please I purchase do. one. Please do. So it's like um, a thousand dollars for one tire. What? So I rescheduled with them, put the donut on there. Finally, was able to um, attend the interview, in which it was it ended up being FIU startup program. Wow. And so um, they put me in the pro. The program was like three thousand dollars, and I'm thinking to myself, like Jesus. Where am I going to get this $3,000? And because they fell in love with the brand, they was like, we're going to go ahead and put you in our um, incubator, mm-hmm. which is... Wait, so how did they, they just randomly reach out to you well, or so what? She said I had actually put in the application. And I guess I put it in so long ago that I didn't remember. Okay. So, um, so they have the incubator and then they have one that comes right before the incubator. So basically, if you have an idea, they kind of help you unfold with the idea. So with me, I already had my colors, logo. I pretty ha- had pretty much had everything set up. Right. So it's just like, okay, so where are you now? Okay, I'm not in the kitchen, and I need to be licensed. I need to be insured. So fast forward to today, I'm licensed. I'm insured. I'm in a commercial kitchen. I'm always being presented with opportunities to advance my business. So it's just like, and I just started this in March. Mm-hmm. So from March up until September, this program has worked and has opened a lot of doors that I just like, I've got to that point where I didn't even care to talk about it anymore. Like Mm. I was just like, you know, as it happens, it happens. I get excited. But I think for me, I used to always, because I'm I'm a very open person, I used to always share every move. And that was because as an entrepreneur, you don't have no one to grade 
your paper and say right, like you're doing right, a good job right, or right. you know you got a 75 work on this right, more right. it's just more so like you get to 165th and it's just like are you going to make a left or are you going to make a right? right you make that left you can make another left you make that right you hit a dead end now you got to hit a u-turn yep, yep. so it's just like that's what it is in entrepreneurship yep. and i felt like for me i would always share what I had going on, like, oh my gosh, I met so-and-so today, and this is what happened, and you know, everybody will be like, congrats, and this, uh-huh. that, and the third, and that that was validation for me to keep me pushing, but after a while, I was just like, I didn't feel the need to be validated anymore. I didn't feel the what do you, need. What do you think changed? Um, I had took a social media break, and uh, I um, solely, because I wanted everyone to get away from me and more so focus on my business pages mm-hmm. because they would always like share, like comment on my stuff, inbox me. And it's just like, no, there's a business page. Go to the business page, bring the traffic to the business page. So I got ghost. So that way I can bring the traffic to my Facebook and my Instagram. And it worked. Mm. It worked. Like I get a lot of engagement now. Like it's guaranteed. I get at least a follower a day, a like a day. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I got to know who they were, what they like, what times to post. They don't like to be sold to. Mm-hmm. That's what I realized about my followers. Don't tell them you're selling. Like, they, they want to know which flavor is the best, chocolate I think that's most people. Most people don't like to be sold to. Yeah, it's just right? like, they don't like to be told, like, you know, this, that. They, they like to engage. They like to hear that you're giving out stuff for free. They like mm-hmm. to, you know, so I learned that. And for me, when I came back, I just didn't have that sense of, like, I didn't care to share anything. Right. I didn't care to tell people, like, oh, this is what's going on, so I can get, like, a whole bunch of congrats. Right, 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 right. It was right. just like, I just, like, I wanted to just be regular. Like, but, if, if someone inboxes me and you ask me, I'll tell you. You know, but I think that's what I'm going through right now, or, mm-hmm. like, the opposite end. So I don't share anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, for I mean, I started in marketing in 2009, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, ever since then, people have been telling me all these years, bro, like, you do so many cool things. You're in so many dope rooms. You know so many cool people. But nobody, people know this, but they don't know because yeah. you don't tell them stories. And I'm like, I need to do a better job of, of telling people what I do yeah, or telling people what's going on. You know, of course, not being too open, yeah, but at the same time telling a good story. Yeah, you still can because one of my close friends told me that last night. Like, you cannot um, neglect Mm-hmm. you're uh the people that help you get there right and he was like you know there are people who wake up in the morning looking forward to see what you got going on right or you know how are you going to handle today that's true um there's a lot of people watching who don't say anything so he was like you cannot just neglect even though you don't feel mm-hmm. like you have to tell them your every move you still want to keep them engaged right. but you don't have to tell them everything right so you know I'll put out stuff that I know that'll benefit, like, my company. Like, when I became a vendor at FIU, mm-hmm. that became, like, a big deal. Because, like, to be a certified vendor at a school, that's, like, you know, guaranteed with all the clubs, organizations. It's mm-hmm. like, they're going to keep knocking on you. Right, door. exactly. Invoices so, being sent yeah, out, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. So, of course, I put that out there. And I also put, like, you know, tag a club, tag an organization. And I'll bring by a free sample box. Mm-hmm. So that, so wait, I. Wait, wait, where can I tag? <laughs> I want to tag. Don't worry, I got your peach cobbler uh, coming. Uh, so, um, 
That's um so so for me it's just like but any other thing that I have like when it comes to meetings like big meetings and I know I'm squaring deals away mm-hmm. I kind of keep to myself. Same. Same here. Yeah. Same here. So yeah. I I don't see anything wrong with that. But All everything right. else y'all can have it. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're back from break. Not are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so sweet delight cheesecakes. You are hustling. You are doing your thing. Um, so we were talking off mic about um, FIU and opportunities, right? So you you went and you applied for this thing that you just forgot that you applied uh, applied for, and then this opportunity came along. Talk about that. So basically, um, they just got all my ducks in a row because I was at a standstill, baking from home, and I couldn't do that for long. So I was able, through them, I was able to get licensed in a commercial kitchen, insurance. And so it began placing me in rooms with potential investors, networking, um, providing me with a lot of opportunities. And so this has, I I believe I started this program maybe in March, I want to say, or maybe April. It hasn't been that long. It hasn't been that long because I know it's probably been about, I've only been in the kitchen for like three months. So I, mm-hmm. I want to say I've probably been in the program for like four months, four or five months. And in the four or five months that I've been in the program, it has been, yeah, life changing. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so what's next for Sweet Delight Cheesecakes? Next is, um, ooh, let's see. Um, of course, I'm always coming up with new products. Okay. I just came out with the shakes. Yeah. I'm excited about that. So you had the shakes um, at, at the, the pop-up, pop-up shop, yeah. and I did not get it. I don't know why. Yeah. I, went, I, went for the I, I don't want to gas myself up, but <laughs> the shakes are really, really good. They're cheesecake shakes. So yeah. I just, what I do is I just play with the idea of cheesecake. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, cheesecakes in a jar. I have, you know, the whole big pies. I have the mini pies, which are individual, um, like, mini cheesecake pies. I have the minis in which you can get in a four count, six count, 12 count. You can mix or match the flavors. I have the cookie sandwich, cheesecake cookie sandwiches, which is like, um, people like to say ice cream because that's what it looks like, an ice cream sandwich, but it's cheesecake in the middle and it has to remain frozen. And then recently I did the um, cheesecake cookie sandwich. I mean the uh, cheesecake shake. Mm-hmm. So um, like I said, 10 permanent flavors and then every month I feature a new flavor. Mm-hmm. So... Right now, I'm not going to come out with any products. <laughs> no <laughs> new products. Right You're loaded. No time soon. Right. On the back end, I'm working on storefront things. Like as far as for, you know, I have a keychain program, reward program going on. Okay. So I'm getting the keychains ordered. Um, so when you buy a keychain and you walk in the storefront, you get a dollar off a shake. That's nice. Every time. And then working on the coffee program. So we're working on those cups. So when you, you know. Walking when you purchase a cup, you can always come in the store and get a coffee. So the vision is, of course, is a storefront where you can actually come in, um, you know, order, sit down, pull out your laptop, relax, or you know, pick up your order, leave. But the goal is to have a cheesecake. I would say the first cheesecake shop to only offer cheesecake. There's no dinner, lunch, mm-hmm. breakfast. It's just cheesecake. Like that's it. And um, I haven't seen anyone do it. I've researched. I've researched. I've seen people have cheesecake shops, but it's always affiliated with 
other things like mm-hmm. uh, Juniors or mm-hmm. right. I know there's Cheesecake in Atlanta. And um, honestly, I didn't know um, she did Cheesecake because all I would see was milkshakes. Mm-hmm. So um, I would be the first person. I would be like, you know, just think of like, you know, how Krispy Kreme has donuts. I would just be like the cheesecakes. Right, right. So how far are we out from this vision Um, of storefront? Things, life is funny. And, you know, it's just like today it can be nothing, tomorrow it can be something. And I don't have a date to put on it. Mm -hmm. And I think that the closer I get, though, for it to be happening, the more meetings I have, the more people I sit down with, for this vision to come to life. I just like, it's, I don't know. It doesn't hit me. Mm. So it's just like, it's just one of those things. Like, I guess once like I actually walk into the space and I see the name being put up, then I like, but for right now, the goal right now, currently we are working on space as far as for food truck, um, trailer, storefront mm. so um we may start off with um i don't want to the food truck was thrown out there i don't think i'm gonna do that but i do like the trailer because i had loved how you know the picnic tables with the umbrellas mm-hmm. i really love that so it can be anywhere in between the first one can be a trailer or it can be a storefront it mm-hmm. can be on fiu campus it may not so it's just um it's just right now just kind of like weighing the options seeing what's best fit what'll give a buzz where is it worth people driving to it's a lot but it's definitely something that's being talked about nice okay so uh two questions and then we'll kind of wrap up uh first question when you first had the ideas of baking cheesecakes did you see yourself at this point that you are now no Mm. it was just something to do I mean, my son first mentioned it. He's like, I can't wait to get a store. And I'm just like, please. <laughs> it was, it was. And Listen my, to the kids, bro. Right. And my <laughs> hustle, like I hustled because I would literally, like you can ask anybody in Florida. I would literally stop from city to city and sell my cheesecakes. I would stop in Tampa. I would stop in Orlando. You know, I would stop in Palm Beach. And that would be what I would do. Like I would make cheesecakes and I would put it on the road and mm. stop in these major cities and sell my cheesecakes. So I've really hustled for a very long time, but I never seen it like how I see it today. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people tell me everybody don't eat cheesecake and I would get frustrated. Well, that's fine. They're not my customer. Right. And I would just like, cause a lot of people, and that's the thing. A lot of people don't see your vision. And because a lot of people don't see your vision, that's the quickest way for you to get discouraged. Yes. And so with me, it was up until one day I was in the car sitting down and I'm looking at Krispy Kreme, and I'm like, yo, that line is always wrapped around the building. The Krispy Kreme on 6th Avenue, North mm-hmm. Miami Beach. I'm like, it's always, line is ridiculous. I hate donuts. I don't eat donuts. <laughs> I force myself to eat it because of the way people talk about how it melts in your mouth when the hot light is on. Uh-huh. Shout I out just, to that hot light. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> get with it. And then I was just like, there's a lot of people who don't eat donuts. But they always have a line wrapped around the building. Yeah, so I had mm-hmm. to look at my company like that. There's a lot of people that don't eat cheesecakes, but there's a lot of people that do. Right. So, you know, I see myself in storefronts. I see myself placing those cheesecake sandwiches 
in gas stations. Mm-hmm. I see myself, you know, putting the jars in stores, in Walmart, when Dixie, you know, wherever. So I see it being something bigger than me. I see it being here even after I'm no longer here. Mm-hmm. I see it being, you know, if I do come back in the next life, me eating there and not having a clue that in my past life it was me <laughs> who created it. So um, I see it and um, I think that, you know, with my support system, it's not even I think, I know with my support system, it's going to happen. I love it. I lo- you, asked my, you, asked, you answered my next question. My next question was where you see it going. And there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, and wow. I, if I had to give um, any advice, it would be you cannot do it by yourself. And um, it's impossible. You, if you find people who believe in you just as much as you do, you'll grow. 10 times bigger and get there quicker. Um, For me, when I would often go to panels, I mean, when I would often go like, you know, Mm -hmm. listen to panels and people speak, and I always would sit there and, you know, everybody's story is the same. That, you know, they got together. They, you know, one person had this idea, got Mm -hmm. a room full of people. They all worked on it and it became a success. And the problem is, is that, um, most people are not going to pour their energy, their time, their skills for free. Mm-hmm. They're just not doing right. it. But it's just like, you have to. That's the only way like, right. we'll be successful. It's the only way. You're yeah. either going to trade your time for somebody else's paycheck. Yeah, and it's just like, you have to trust that if you invest your time, your skills, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you can contribute to this company, you have to trust that I'm going to take care of. Mm-hmm. When this pops up, mm-hmm. like you have to trust that. And so my circle trusts that. So how do you, how do you do that? Though? How do you find those people who are going to trust? Um, and how come, do you, how do you instill the trust in them? Yeah, They don't come overnight. They'll watch you do it for a very long time. They will. And they won't see your vision. Cause like my mother didn't see it. She didn't mm-hmm. understand it. So she didn't see it. So she didn't engage in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, she loved that her daughter was hustling and her daughter was making money. But she didn't, like, you know, take any parts in it. My cousin, he seen it. He didn't really too much understand it, but he seen what was going on. And, um, you know, same with my brother. My business partner was always on the same mindset as me. He seen it, but he was more so like, you know, it's not that much he can contribute. But financially, He'll take care of it, mm-hmm. but everything on the other end. So it was a lot for me to consume. And then me and him, we lived in different states, different mm-hmm. cities. So there was, it, it ain't but so much we can do right. when we're far apart. So he's always seen it from day one. Mm-hmm. He's always seen it. He's always, you know, went hard for it. So um, getting other people to see it for my mother was the money that I made. Mm-hmm. When she's seen me do an event. Like if she'd see me go to the store, pick up supplies, let's just say I spend 50 bucks. I do an event. I come back with 500. She was like, wait a minute. Right. (laughs) She was like, what's going on? Right. Like, and so when I started to explain to her what my vision was, I took her, you know, I told her, come on, let's go. I bought her the nothing but cake. I was like, this is a, a mom's and pops. It looks like a mom's and pops. That's the feel that you get. You come in here. You have a, a nine permanent flavors. You know, you can do a, a little box. You can mix and match the flavors however you want. Um, this is this. It's, it's you just walk in, you pick up your cake, and then you go. But their cakes are really, really good. And I was like, Mom, these people make a lot of money. 
Like they have over 50 loca- locations across the U.S. And all they do is bunk cakes. Right. Like that's it in different flavors. Like they don't do anything else. And so, um, you know, and I'm pretty sure their, their net worth is like millions. And so when she seen that, so she was like, yeah, I see what you're doing. And um, I'm going to be on board. And my mom was so much on board that when I had to put the deposit down for my kitchen space, it was almost $3,000. Mm-hmm. And um, that's another thing, too. Don't let numbers scare you. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, I'm not paying that. We just ain't going to be in no commercial <laughs> kitchen. We're just going to be, like, you know, trapping out the kitchen. Trapping out the kitchen. <laughs> and so my mom says, I got it. And I'm looking at my mom like, okay. So my mom was like, no, we got to get this. So my mom paid it with her eyes closed. That money that my mom used was for her to get a car. Mm. She didn't get the car. So my mom caught the bus to and from work to South Beach. Wow. And we're talking like two, three in the morning. She's getting off work and she's on the bus. Wow. And um, there were times where, you know, I would go pick her up or sometimes I couldn't because I'd be in the kitchen Mm -hmm. because at that time I was also doing Uber Eats and Postmates late night. Mm -hmm. So Hustling. um, Yeah. Just trying to to get it by all means. So, um, so. For me, she did that. That really showed me that she believed. And then there was my cousin who was, you know, more so like, you know, I had an event and I'm like, I need to go get a tent. Like, you know, it's probably like 40 bucks. And he's like, well, because when we would do events, the blue tent, people come and ask what you have. Mm -hmm. So he was like, well, what about the customized tent? And I said, well, that costs us 1500. Put it on my card. So it became wow. one of those things. Like it was Man, like, you know, people respond to action. Yeah. We talk so, about, we talk about this all the time. It's the cruise ship mentality. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets on a boat that doesn't move. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what it was. They seen the boat moving. And every time I made a stop, they hopped on. They're like, yo, I like this. The yeah. boat is moving. I want to so be on that cruise. It was. And you know, and my brother, like, you know, um, he, he would sit there and, you know, he'd help out. Like my brother's like, Dope when it comes to like, uh, I'm the one who came up with the recipe, but when it comes to actually like making it, like I'll be piping the cheesecakes and I'll turn around and he done. Because <laughs> like, right. he's been in the kitchen all his life. So he moves really quick. So it's like, it's down to the point where we have it set up to where it's like, warehouse would be my brother who runs the warehouse. My cousin Peter would be the one who runs, um, you know, storefronts, who make sure, like, they're all on the same page Mm because he's all about, you know, quality control. He's all about customer service, you know. And then, of course, I have my best friend, Dominique, who's, like, my biggest cheerleader, even though she's way in California. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, she pushes me till she can't push me no more, helps me out with verbiage. Like, you know, when it comes to content, whatever it is, it's just, like, all of these people trust that once this pop off, every single last one of them are quitting and won't have to work mm-hmm. a day in their life. All right, y'all. Peace. Blessings. Cheers. I want to say we got Mari, Peter, my brother, my mom, Dominique. Um, yeah, it's about like five, six mm-hmm. people. So, um, and they all trust that when this pops off, I'm going to take care of them, and which I am. And because they're here helping me, it's like I have no choice but to be great. But to succeed, we all, it's like hard times come. We know like sometimes we have our back against the wall because a lot of things fail. Mm -hmm. And then so we all go back to like, you know, like, okay, so how are we going to do this? 
Mm-hmm. But you have to have that support system that's willing to invest in you emotionally, right. physically, financially, mentally, in order for this to really shake. And it's because of them. You know, like you said, like my drive that led them to believe like, yeah, we're going to be good. Right. I love it. That's a good because th- the, the, the final thought, I mean, the final question is always uh, leave a, your final thought over coffee mm-hmm. with, the, with the people. And there it is. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So. Nadia, please tell people where they can find you. Okay, so you can find me <laughs> in Sunrise, 5007 North Hiatus mm-hmm. Road. That's the commercial kitchen that I operate out of. It's not a storefront. People often confuse it with a storefront. But I am working on pickup spots, so that mm. way it can be more convenient it's a great idea. It's a great idea. for everyone else because people do complain that it is too far out west. So I am working on um, pickup spots, and I am working on you know, operating out of FIU North Campus as well. So, um, of course, like always, I'll keep everyone posted. But, you know, place, you can place your orders online. Mm-hmm. Subscribe online. You get a free cheesecake on your birthday. Hey. So, um, and yeah. So, that's that's about it. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. And always follow me on Instagram. C-A-S-S-4-Q-L on Instagram. Also, please. September 21st, Thoughts Over Coffee Live, Trapping Out the Kitchen, featuring, yeah, no, come on, the very special guest, Chef, pastry, wait, Pastry Chef, Chef Pastry, Pastry Chef Nadia will be there live in action. She will be there answering questions, telling her story, everything. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, without further ado, all right, y'all, peace, blessings, cheers. <laughs>